Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so excited that you're here. I'm your host, Katarina Kormas, Mindset and Success Coach for women who are ready to make the switch to living life their own way. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring conversations with women who have courageously stepped out of their comfort zone, overcame their fear, took bold action, and embarked on a new journey to transform their lives. This is where you get inspired to connect to who you truly are, to live authentically, stay true to your dreams, and embark on the adventure that you were born to take. This is where the true joy revolution begins. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so excited that you're joining us today. I am excited to introduce you to Hillary Hartling. She's a brand strategist and her business is Brand Polish. So welcome, Hillary. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, am so excited to be here because I remember meeting you a few years ago. And even then, it was all about the True Joy experience. So the fact that you now have True Joy Revolution makes me so excited for you. It was. I worked with Hillary. Hillary helped me uh, create the brand. And I think it was you that said to go with the True Joy experience because I think I was True Joy coaching at the time. Yes. And you helped me with my keywords, which I still have underneath everything on my emails. So, so much clarity working with you. My pictures, my everything. It it's so funny because honestly, like if I was going to give one word to describe what branding really is, I would say it's an experience. And so the fact that you're creating a true joy experience for all of your clients and your audience is an amazing way to up your brand value perception. Oh, that's so true. I love it is an experience. Well, life's an experience. Your business yeah. is an experience. So, you know, when you look at it as an experience and not a goal or not a number or not something you have to attain, it becomes more enjoyable. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, so share with us because I love your history and I love that. I mean, you had an amazing corporate career and then you decided not I want to be an entrepreneur um, I'm doing my thing so share with us because you have an exciting history yeah I am definitely one of those people who started in corporate and have jumped to entrepreneurship and um, so the majority of my experience has been in corporate and I think it was about three years ago I really made the leap into entrepreneurship but I think I wasn't fearful of that leap because in the corporate world, I'd already proven to myself that I could manifest and create my dream job by deciding like what it is I wanted to do, where I wanted to do it, and going all in to make it happen. Yeah. Right? So, and, but, and that was at Disney. So my dream job was at Disney. I was basically, um, I started at the bottom and I worked my way up over the years and, and left as a vice president leading the group I had started assisting in and uh, I was integrated marketing brand partnerships and synergy at Walt Disney Studios motion pictures marketing so it was all the films from Disney Pixar Marvel Touchstone DreamWorks and I worked on over 250 movies while I was there wow <laughs> was a lot of movies but honestly it's not where I started right I started working at ad agencies in Hawaii where I grew up and in Seattle and I could not have been more bored. So it was like a great experience. I worked at an agency. I got to see how the agency worked. I worked in advertising and media. But I was working on brands that were like airplanes, technology, or political candidates. And I didn't care. <laughs> I did not care. And 
then I realized, oh, I actually need to be inspired by my work to do good work. And I would say the same to you and your audience, right? It's, it's the same when you're building a brand and building your business from scratch is in order to have a successful brand that people care about, you need to inspire them. And in order to do that, you need to be inspired by your work yourself. Oh, yes, absolutely. You need, to be, you need to be excited about it so other people can be excited too. Completely. So I worked at Disney. And so not only did I work for those brands, but in my role, I got to work with so many other amazing brands because I worked on all of these partnerships with other brands, whether they be broadcast or sort of entertainment. So anything from NFL, Olympics, NBA, ABC, ESPN, Disney Channel, HGTV, USA Network. Like it literally, I worked with dozens and dozens and dozens of amazing entertainment brands. And it was coming up with ways to really figure out how to align two or more brands at a time and create a win-win message and promotion to get the audiences. But basically, you, the reason you would partner is to get in front of the other person's audience. Because I remember, this is a great brand story, um, when we did a bigger partnership with the NFL for our Disney films, you know, I wanted the partnership because I wanted to really promote my Marvel films with the NFL crowd. NFL wanted the partnership because they had had some bad press lately and they wanted the Disney family audience to soften their image. Oh, that's interesting. Right? <laughs> and so everybody has a different goal. And so you have to find where do you align and where can you do good work together that benefits you both. Right? And so in order to do that, you have to know what your brand stands for. Yeah. So just one of those examples. So basically I took everything I learned, all the knowledge, the experience, I, I mean, I created all this compelling content. I was more of the storyteller at Disney where I'm not creating the commercials that just sell tickets. I was the one who was telling the story of the movie, going behind the scenes, doing it in a more programming and entertaining way rather than a hard sell, which I think is so useful for building a brand as an entrepreneur, right? Because you need to know how to tell your story, how to create content. And literally part of my title was added value. Oh, huh. So it's like all of that has translated into my own brand and helps me work with entrepreneurs to build their brands and make them compelling so that they resonate with the audience that they're going after. Wow. So that was, you left with a lot of knowledge. Yeah. And here's the thing too, though, that you don't even realize, right? I had my dream job and what I forgot to do was have my next dream. Oh, oh, <laughs> I like, I like that perspective. Yeah, I forgot to have my next dream. And so what happens when I, when I reach the top of where I could, there, there's titles I left as a vice president, there's titles above that. But for the position I held, I knew that was the highest I would go in that position. Mm -hmm. And so after a while, because I wasn't growing that way anymore, and I knew everything about my job, it was just different movie or maybe different bosses coming in that you had to deal with. Um, I started feeling stuck, even in my dream job, because when you're not growing, that's when you feel stuck. Yep. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, because when you're stuck also, you only think in your current circumstance, you don't yeah. think bigger. Yep. Right? Box, you know this, because you hit people. Stay in the box, and you can only dream within the box, which is so tiny. <laughs> exactly. And here I'm at Disney, where literally every day mantra is to, like, dream big. <laughs> Fantasy world, dream, Seriously. you can it's do like, it. How big can you dream? We'll go do that. And they can't. Disney can do that. Um, 
but I was feeling stuck. And it's because I had not taken the time to dream bigger than where I was. I looked around and I said, there's no other job I want here. I created my dream job. And so I was thinking, okay, growth, growth, growth. Let me get it. Maybe I'll dive into the international group more. Maybe I'll dive into the digital media group more. Maybe I'll try a new promotion I've never done before. That's like as small as I was thinking. And so what showed up because I was asking the universe for growth was personal growth. Mm, because it was personal. <laughs> and what happened at Disney is that I, you know, it was like this perfect amalgamation of me feeling stuck maybe not having the best boss at the time, everything coming to fruition. And then they actually say at Disney, like, if you're thinking about leaving, just hold on a sec, you'll get your package. <laughs> and so I did, I waited. I finally decided I was going to go. And it was really interesting. I'll tell you this exact story on January 1st, 2015. I had decided, okay, I, I, I don't have a package yet. I'm waiting around for nothing. I'm going to go, even if I don't have a new job. I feel like I need a little time off. Let me figure this out. So I start Googling at home on New Year's Day. And I'm Googling things like next career move, mid-career jump, or, you know, make the leap, you know, all these things. And this questionnaire came up. And the first question on there this said, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder? Mm. And I instantly knew my answer. I'd never seen a question like that before in my life. And I instantly wrote down, I would leave Disney, not have another job, take a take a whole year off. I would travel. I would see friends. I would start writing. I would reinvigorate what inspires me in life. And on January 15th at 9 a.m., I had a meeting and I was driving off the studio lot at 9.22 a.m. with a severance package in hand that paid me for a year. Oh, got chills. <laughs> Seriously, like, thank you, universe. I think they were surprised at how excited I was by that. Um, but that's okay. And I literally did what I said. I actually took more than a year. I decided, just like a bad breakup, you needed to take a month for every year you were together. Mm -hmm. So I took 15 months off for 15 years at Disney. <laughs> that's amazing. It's, it is, when you're very clear on what you want, you make the decision, the universe meets up with you. It and is. Says, All right, I got it. Yeah. And you can't have any doubts about it. Like you might think you're doing that, but in order to manifest, you have to 100% believe you have to be completely clear and you have to go all in on that thing. Yes. And you can't try and figure out how it's going to happen. That's, no. the, that's huge. You just have to say, this is what I want. And then just let it happen the way it is. Wait, I was not asking for personal growth. And, you know, they call it growing pains for a reason. That stuff is not easy. <laughs> sort of like that was my awakening. And so in the, in the 15 months I had off, I did all these amazing things. I went to workshops and conferences and read personal growth books. I got super into Brene Brown. And I found Brendan Burchard. I became a high-performance coach. And that's really how my business started is – I was, I was like, I'm all in on this high performance coach. I'm going to start my business. And then everybody who knew me was like, Hillary, why are you going to ignore the credibility and the experience you have with marketing and branding? It's like, okay, let me think about that for a second. And then all the coaches who were becoming new coaches didn't know how to start their businesses. Oh. Hi, Hillary. <laughs> I started helping them. And that's how my branding business was born. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's. It just shows you, you never know what can happen. And sure. usually it's when you are ready and the universe is ready for you to be ready, but you're ready, but not so ready. 
you know, or not sure what you can do next, the universe kind of pushes you off the ledge and it's like, well, you're, you're, you're quitting now. I mean, who, who said that, I mean, if you're looking for personal growth, either start a business or have a baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, so hats off to all the mom entrepreneurs out there because double whammy for double you. Double whammy of the learning curve. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, it's just a lot of growth you have to do because there's so much that shines back on who you are and who you're being in the world, right? Yeah, well, and that's, that's, I mean, you are a branding coach and a lot of people think brands are like Apple and, you know, Nike, but when you're starting a business, your brand is you. And so, you know, that's where personal growth is so important because as you, the only way you're, you're business is going to grow is if you grow because every time you put a wall up and you think you can't get to the next step, well, your business isn't going to get to that next step. And you have to have courage to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) You really do. I mean, that's why, why do you think there's so many people helping entrepreneurs with mindset? You're one of them, Mm -hmm. right? You help with mindset and clarity and confidence and moving people forward. And I actually help them do that specifically with their brand. Yeah. Because the thing that will hold you back the most is yourself. Mm-hmm. And even specifically in branding, the hardest thing to do for yourself is create your own brand. You need somebody else's outside perspective to do it because it will, I promise it will take you 10 times longer to do it yourself. I think it was you when we went through the process, you had me actually ask people what they thought of me. Yeah. And I start people with that. Like, what's your current brand perception? Now, for some people, it is them themselves, their personal brand. Some people do have a business title brand, mm-hmm. but it's still, even like, if you think of um, Spanx and Sarah Blakely, yeah, she's got Spanx, but people know who Sarah Blakely is. She yeah. has a personal brand growing alongside her business brand, and they're intertwined. They blend. Yeah, yeah she's still the face of, yeah. of Spanx. You don't know them separately. No, you don't. You automatically think about it. And that is the thing, I think, in the entertainment world, right? Everybody wants to know who are the stars, who are the filmmakers. They want to know who's behind this amazing thing that they're inspired by. It's the same with people in business. People want to know who's doing that, right? They want to hire the person who had the wherewithal to start this amazing brand. Yeah. I think it brings up a good point that when you're starting business, I fell into this trap. Um, it, you know, I had to have a website that had my services listed, right? I had, it was about my services and what I was offering them, but it wasn't flip-flopped on what do they need and how it, it wasn't about me. It was about a tangible service. And so I just thought if I put a website up there with a list of my services, it didn't matter about, they were going to find me on Google or they were going to find me on Yelp or they were going to, you know, and they were going to know who I was and they would just hire me. But that's not how the world works, especially anymore. It used to be a yeah. little bit different with the yellow pages, but now it's all about building a relationship. It is. Yeah. The movie Field of Dreams is not true. If you build it, they will come. It's is a lie. <laughs> It's a lie. You have to, honestly, I'm sorry, my dog is asking to go outside. So he's going to have to be patient, but he's like having a conversation with us too. (laughs) I mean, hey, Cody, be quiet, little man. Do you want a treat? Sit down. He's sitting in front of the pantry. 
Oh. Okay. What were we saying? Oh, they will come. So, um, what was my point? Oh, I mean, here's what you need to do. Well, I'll tell you this, actually. So, when I first started making five figures a month in my business, it was when I did not have a website up. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because, now, I believe it makes it easier. And also, as a branding person, I want people to see how I articulate my brand. And so my website is very important for my business. But because I wasn't happy with my website at the time, I pulled it down. I was working on it behind the scenes for, I want to say, four months. Because even for me, as a branding person, it takes me 10 times as long to work on my own. <laughs> yeah. My, my website designer's like, really? Really? <laughs> But I made the money because I was forming relationships in the LA entrepreneur community. I was going to meetups and networking events constantly. And I just, I started having reputation and people started hiring me from there. And then it was word of mouth and everyone shows up on Instagram. So people find you on Instagram. Uh, but it's usually the, all the people who are hiring me is because I had a relationship in some capacity. So like you found me because we were both in the same group with another entrepreneur in her program. And so I think we met in the Facebook group, right? We did, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it, it is. Your brand is about building relationships. And if you can't do that, it's all about connecting with your audience. If you don't know who your audience is or who your ideal clients are, you can't position your brand successfully because your brand is all about your audience and it has nothing to do with you. Which is like the number one thing entrepreneurs get wrong when they yeah. start out. They, this is how I want it to be. This is what yeah. I want to write about. This is what I want to provide. This is what I want my website to look like. <laughs> and that's one thing. If you just want to have a blog and not make any money and just put your thoughts into the world, awesome. Do that. Yeah. But if you want to build a business and make money, you actually have to provide the things that your audience needs most. And that's hard. I mean, even for me, I love writing my blog, but I started to realize nobody's reading the blog posts that I want to write about, but the ones that I hear them needing are the ones that they read. <laughs> exactly. And so making that, like, basically you have, once you know your audience, you have this treasure trove of content because all you need to know is like, what are they currently struggling with? What do they what do they want to create out of their business and how can you specifically help them do that right everyone helps in a different way how true joy experience helps is a very different way than brand polish helps mm -hmm. right but but they all need some form of this and so the the right people are going to find you if you can clearly talk about what it is you do why you do it that it's specifically for them and the value that they're going to get from working with you and what they take away mm. Getting yeah. into their head and knowing them well, which takes a long time to get to know your audience. You have to be literally listening to every word, the words they're using, the phrases they're using, the emotions that they're talking about, so that you can speak to all of that and get to their heart, basically. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was telling you before we started this podcast that um, a week ago, I offered to my email list and I offered on Instagram to people who were following. I mean, if you weren't following me, you probably wouldn't see it. So it was to people who follow me. Um, free 20-minute brand vision calls. 
and I wasn't selling anything and I wasn't trying to grow my audience. I was trying to serve the community who are, who was already there. And guess who showed up? 20 people who I didn't know who've been following me for a while, who didn't engage. They're probably too shy or didn't think they were ready to engage with me, but because it was free and because it was just 20 minutes, they had 20 people jump on the call with me. And the benefit to me, number one, I felt like I was like in my zone of genius and on fire, giving people clarity in 20 minutes that they could actually walk away with. But also what amazing marketing research for me to know exactly where all of these 20 people were struggling in their branding, because I can take that. I can take the words that they used. I can take the struggles that they're having and I can create offers or products or free things, right? Free downloads or whatever it might be to serve them, to actually meet them exactly where they're at on their journey. That's amazing. That is amazing. Well, and they were, they were quiet. They were lurkers. They watched and you had no relationship with them by just a non-sales call. Hey, hop on, let's get you some clarity. Yeah. And yeah, so you're basically forming relationships with your audience and you get to know exactly. I want to say one of my next emails that I put out were words exactly that one of the people had said. And it was a version of what a lot of them said. So I used it and it was, I love what I do. I just don't know how to explain it to my audience. Ooh. And so I use it as a subject line because I'm like, that's so true. Everybody is feeling like this, right? I know in my head and it sounds so good in my head, but when I go to say it or when I go to write it, it's not making a lot of sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. People come to me because they need to get clear on their message and their strategy. And the messaging is a big part because that's how you show up all the time. That's how you create a consistent brand where people know what you stand for and know what you offer and know how you can help them get better or improve. Yeah. Yeah. It's how you attract your, your ideal clients because you can't help everybody. So by you narrowing down who you're helping and then using their words, they're going to find you. They're going to, they're going to find you through keywords. They're going to find you through your, you know, funnels and other people that you're connected to. Yeah. And they're oh, going to stay I have to I have to tell you this. I'm going to actually pull up while we're talking here on this lovely podcast. I'm going to pull up an email I got this morning from Selena Sue. Do you know who Selena Sue is? Yes. Okay. So it's an offer to get on one of her webinars, right? Uh-huh. And the fastest way to create a six-figure business, um, that's what the webinar is. But the very first part of what she says in her email, I'm like, Oh, are you speaking directly to me? Do you know what's in my head? She goes, hey, Hillary, a lot of business advice can feel confusing. Here's the bullet points. Host a five-day challenge. Start a podcast. Find clients on Instagram. Create your own Facebook group. Yes, 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 yes. All me, right? Does it ever feel like there aren't enough hours in the day for it all? And then she's basically showing you how you can actually work less and make more and how she did it as a coach. And I'm just like, just because you spoke my language so well, I'm going to take your webinar girl because (laughs) you have your brand dialed in and I want to see how you're going to deliver this webinar. So a lot of times I'll join webinars just to see how entrepreneurs express their brand and how they're super aligned with who they are, what they deliver and how they deliver it. It's very inspiring. Right. Mm -hmm. So when people have it dialed in, they do it well. That's what makes a difference. When you don't have it dialed in, People see that. Yeah. They get confused. I was told uh, a while back that um, I wrote great blogs 
and I wrote fantastic emails that I write really well, but they didn't know who I was talking to. And I was like, oh, darn it. (laughs) What you should do then, what I would do in front of everything you do, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's in an email, literally say who it's for. Hey, all you women who are starting businesses out there, this is for you. Ah, like that tip. Yep. And just say today's topic is how how to like overcome fear and move forward anyways. Whatever it is you're talking about. You talk about so many amazing things. That's right. It's like her her email was like in your head. Like this is for you if this is what you're thinking. And you're like, that's, yeah, that's- I was thinking about that five-day challenge and that podcast I have to create and that I Facebook group. I should- had like two I had like no, I have like 10 Word documents open. This one is about my challenge I'm creating. This one's about what I want to do more intentionally in my Facebook group. This one is about um, how do I, how and when am I starting my podcast? Like literally in my head. And I'm like, good for you, girl. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yes, y'all. This is the things that happen when you're an entrepreneur. You have 10 tabs open. <laughs> I mean, 10 different projects, ideas, future book writing. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, here, here's where people get stuck. Because when you're first starting, I think your vision is grand. And that's good. You want to have a big vision. But you also have to then dial that vision back into translating it into your everyday mission and reality for where you need to start. Where yeah. you start is not where you're going to end up. But everybody starts somewhere. And you have to start with... Um, figuring out what is the thing you can be known for and how are you going to make money so that it actually is a business. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just, uh, before you and I got on, I did a a podcast interview with somebody I actually met online. We're just like random finding, engaging with her. She had started a podcast and um, that's all she did. She didn't have a course. She didn't have one-on-one coaching. She didn't have anything. She's just starting the podcast. She's learning the podcast She's learning how to monetize the podcast. She's growing it. She's even sharing her metrics along the way. And then the next piece is that she'll add in a course or a membership or something. But she has for the last like three to four months, it's just one thing. And then building that relationship, her Instagram following, her podcast following is growing and she's growing her audience. What? Her podcast is the Startup Success Podcast. So she does but she's startup success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. And she works, she helps women build their businesses, like the digital marketing kind of stuff. Awesome. Cause I was gonna say, like, the other genius thing to do is like start a podcast, be successful, get get the audience, monetize it, turn around and teach how to start a podcast, how to grow an audience, how to monetize it. That's actually what she's doing. She decided to focus on teaching women how to start a podcast in their business. She's like, and it's perfect. It's so funny because it's so perfect for her. Like, it's like, you know, know, when you see somebody and their brand is really connected to who they are in their heart. Like I said to her, I said, this is what you're meant to do. I listen to you. I watch you on Instagram. I'm like, this is your thing. Like you shine. And I know what you do because it's in everything you put out there. And that's really what a personal brand is about, that it comes out in everywhere you show up. And I said it to somebody recently, even when you show up as yourself outside of the house, you are your brand. You are. I mean, you're, you're a walking brand, whether you realize it or not, because your brand is basically how your audience perceives you and your business. So 
so what, when I'm talking to people, I was like, you can either intentionally create your brand and shape the perception because you're showing up intentionally, authentically, and you're actually paying attention to it. Or you can just like leave it to chance, but then you're not going to really be known for maybe what you want, which is why I always start with entrepreneurs. And I say, let's just check in with where you are right now. How are people perceiving your brand? Yeah. Because that is your brand, right? The perception, it's how people experience it. It's the feeling that you give them every time they interact with you. You know, if you think about Disney and let's go to the theme park, right? Mm -hmm. Think about Disneyland. Disneyland doesn't sell the experience of their park by telling people the number of rides they have, <laughs> right? They tell people it's the happiest place on earth. So not only is that an experience that's also tugging at your emotions. Yeah. And when you create emotional connection points with your audience, that's the gold standard for branding. Yeah. Getting to the, their emotion because that's what's driving them to become an entrepreneur anyway. Yeah. And driving them to start the business. It's a passion that they have. It's already their heart and their soul. Yeah, you're speaking to their greatest ambition. Yeah. 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 And that's what a good brand will do. It's creating the avatar. I do think of it this way. I finally created my avatar after how many years? Three years. I finally know. it's. I know her name. But now when I write an email, I picture her. Where is she reading this? And what is she hoping for? And then I try and speak to her. I'm going to challenge you to the next level of that. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I want you to find an ideal client you've actually served. And not an avatar. And say, okay, when I'm sitting down this morning, I'm writing to Hillary. Mm -hmm. Pick a person you actually know. Like, here's, here's how crazy the universe is. I go intentionally into everything I do. So the last time I did a Facebook Live to my group, I, I, before I started the live, I was like, who am I going to talk to today? I'm like, because, you know crapshoot if you haven't shown up consistently you don't know who's going to show up live so a lot of people are just going to see it on the replay I don't know who's going to show up yeah. so I said I am talking to my friend Courtney today she's my brand photographer she's also been a client of mine she's also a friend of mine I was like today it's all about Courtney I'm talking to Courtney guess who showed up on the live Courtney yeah <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh because gosh. she's a real person, yeah. right? She's a real person and you can actually ask her what she needs. I uh, like that. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So go for the real person and not the avatar when you do it next time. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that. Yeah. It, it works. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell people that are starting out, like totally blind to being an entrepreneur, totally blind to starting a business, still in the old, uh, I come up with a lot of people, old skills still aren't really on Instagram or not like on it, like in a business sense of engaging. Um, totally like, I know I want to quit my job. I know I want to do something. I don't want to start something, but what, what do I start? I think one of the things you have to do first is get really clear on why you want to start a business and what you want to be known for. Uh, when I first started, it's a mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make is, you know, I told the story earlier where I became a high performance coach. It's like a life coach. Yeah. Uh, and so when I first started my business, I was like, well, I can do all these things like, oh, here, do you want a high performance coach? I could do that. Oh, hey, do you want a marketing consultant? Because I could do that. Oh, do you want a branding expert? I do that too. <laughs> right? So I had all the things on my website. Guess what? No one knew what to hire me for. So here's the thing. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. So 
it say that you are a marketing genius, but you decide your favorite thing to do is help people create videos to tell their stories. Great. That's perfect. That's a niche. You have to niche down your offer and niche down your audience. So instead of saying, I can help you with digital marketing, I can help you like find brand collaborations and partnerships. I can help you uh, like run Facebook ads. Like, yeah, you can do all that. Get known for one thing first. Mm-hmm. It'll help you grow faster. It'll help you attract the right kinds of clients faster. And it'll help you cr- create the right messaging that's going to actually stick with people as opposed to being watered down, trying to do too many things for too many people. So I would say number one, get clear on what you offer that you want to be known for, and then get very clear on who your ideal client is because everything after that is based on who that person is that you're going to be serving. So if you know those two things, you're going to be in a much better spot. And and I think what you can tell, you know, when you niche down, you still have that other information. So as you're working with your clients, mm-hmm. you can always offer guidance in other areas, but it's the attracting the the clients first. It's just get really great and known for one thing. You can always share that knowledge along the way with your clients. Just when you're marketing, it's even easier for yourself that you're not trying to be all the things. You cannot share that kind of message. And by everyone. the way, as you get more clear, as you actually work with more clients, mm. so say you've now attracted 10 people to work with you on creating video for their business. And everyone who's shown up has also wanted to know how to take that video and start a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you know how to do that. There's another offering. There's yeah. a next level offering you could do because that's what they need. That's true. And it guides your content. And what you put out. It does. And I will say this too, just kind of like you said, like I will sometimes serve executives and corporate in building their personal brands and being a coach for them as a leader. And I don't talk about that in anything that I do because it's not what my brand stands for. It's something I can do. And I decide to do it personally on the side when people call me and need that service. But I, I never offer it on my website. I don't talk about it. That is not the main part of my business. Right. So you can also do a couple of things on the side if you choose to. It just doesn't mean you need to talk about it all the time. Yeah. 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 Great tip. Mm-hmm. Getting clear. Getting clear. Yeah. And, and what's clear now, you might change your mind. Entrepreneurs change. We change our minds all okay. the time. Yeah. We tweak, I call it the try and tweak method. You try it, you tweak it. You try it. You t- Instead of being stuck in perfectionism, I can't decide, so I'm not going to do anything. No, just choose one thing. You're either going to decide you love it or hate it or you need to tweak it. And then just tweak it. That's called brand evolution. You are constantly evolving because like as you said earlier, you personally are constantly evolving and your audience is evolving. Mm -hmm. So after being in business for a couple of years doing branding, you know, I have some people who are ready for next level stuff, right? So I have to meet them where they're at. Yep. And do that next level for some people. It is an evolution. And as I've gotten clearer on my own brand in this capacity, because it's very different, right? Um, Working on someone else's brand like Disney that's already established, so different than starting your own brand and growing it. Mm -hmm. You can apply a lot of the same things, but there are blocks that come up. (laughs) Mindset things that come up because it's you. It's you, right? You're putting yourself out there and you're marketing yourself in a way. Yep. to attract your people. And a lot of people get, get caught up in that too, right? Because they think like, oh no, I'm bragging or 
Like, I'm scared to get on video. And hi, Cody, my dog. <laughs> but it's not, because if you turn it around, if, you, if you're too scared to do it yourself, it means you're focusing on the wrong thing. It means you're focusing on what do people think of me. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to, how do I serve this audience? Because I have all this knowledge that could actually help them move forward quicker. I can help them do that. And so if you think about serving, then you're going to basically be in an entirely different place. I love that point. You serve, start, start and focus on serving. Yeah. Serve first, the money comes after. And serve say you first. have five people in your audience. Serve those five people really, really well, yeah. doing what you do best. And those people are going to go tell other people to come and find you. Well, and that brings up a good point. And I've talked about this several times on podcasts because it comes up with every entrepreneur, especially when you're starting out and we're now in the digital world. Like, so, you know, I'm not a millennial. Digital world is still kind of new to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still on the ad in the newspaper stage. But, um, <laughs> here all the time get your next 10,000 followers build your email list and I sit there and I go I followed people with a hundred thousand followers that get a hundred likes you know or engagement but I've kept steady at 800 and something on Instagram I stay steady at that I get steady engagement it's not a lot of engagement it's not a lot but it's steady and I know that I'm just focusing on that small group. And if eight, if you think about it, you I can't serve 800 one-on-one -on -one clients. <laughs> 800 people in a room. That's a lot of people. Exactly. So like, you know, and I often think of it as God gives you who you puts in front of you, who the audience you're supposed to serve now. He will expand it when you did your job here first. Yeah. And then if you have 200 people on your email list, love on those 200 because they are following you staying on it an email list is a big one because we don't too many emails right if people are staying on your email for months and months and they're opening your emails yeah. those are the people you serve you don't worry about growing to the tens hundreds thousands of people no you 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 want to have your you want to have goals for growth but you want to have goals for the right kind of growth and the growth comes from establishing relationships mm -hmm. and creating engagement and serving your audience yes that's what it comes from. It doesn't come from anything else. It doesn't come from follow one follows because mm -hmm. there's no relationship there. No. It comes from actually having one-on-one -on -one interactions with people who are on this journey and you can help them on that journey. Yeah. And you know, the follow one follow always bothers me because a lot of people see the hundred thousand dollars, the hundred thousand followers. Most of the time they have an admin, a social media person doing the unfollow follow. There's absolutely no engagement with that group. And so they're not actually building relationships. They're just getting a number. And so you're judging yourself, comparing yourself to those people, which is wasting your time when you could be serving the people you already have than to yeah. worry about those people that got... Get results for the people already following you. With those results, you can share that story. Mm -hmm. and then you'll attract more people who want that result. Yeah. And the testimonials are a testimony about you as a person and as a brand. Those are what you want to strive for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm posting a, in fact, maybe I'll read this because this is so good. I'm posting something later today on Instagram that I actually think helps people understand what a brand is. Uh-huh. Read it. Um, I'm going to read it. So it's a photo of an olive tree on a table. And this is what I write about. 
This is a picture of an olive tree. I bet seeing it, you might think, okay, great, pretty picture, but you're not really moved by it in any way. Now, what if I told you that olive trees represent peace, thriving, and growth? That might get you feeling a little something more than just neutral about this photo. But what if I told you on my first trip to Italy, I visited an olive grove during my stay at a farmhouse in the Tuscan countryside, and it was the most peaceful experience walking among hundreds of these trees, the sun beating down on my face and shoulders, smelling the rich, fertile soil as I walked, and then sitting down with friends, new and old, to a delicious farmhouse meal featuring the olive oil created from those trees. And now, even years later, after Every time I see an olive tree, I'm immediately transported to that simple, delicious moment that reminds me to be still, enjoy life, slow down, and find my inner peace. You see, your brand is just a business, is just a logo, or is just an offer until you add meaning to it. You have to tell people what it stands for, and you have to tell your story of why to create a feeling or experience for your audience. Your brand is not meant to just be an olive tree. It's supposed to be what the olive tree represents to you and your customers. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so good. That's such a good illustration. It brought in a feeling the way you went through it. It's yeah. right from the olive tree, the logo, the brand, yeah. the colors <laughs> to the actual deep meaning. Yeah. And, and the emotion. The story. Mm -hmm. the story and the emotion that it brings up. Yeah. That's you want your brand to be for people. When you can do that, you've done your job. And you consistently do that to do your job, to build a brand that I actually a high value brand. You don't want just another brand. You want a high value brand. And that's, and that's why it comes in on your story. Um, yeah. You know, some people don't think of their story as powerful, but I'll tell you every single one of the clients that I have, they read my story and they said, I want that journey. I want to leave my nine to five job and I want to build a life and a business that's my own. That I can live life my own way and have that freedom. That's who I attract because of my story. Your yes. st even if you want to become a web designer, your story of how you transition and the passion of why you went there, what you want to give to your clients and how you couldn't do that when you're at your nine to five, even though you're not a coach to help people leave their nine to five, that's how they relate to you, that you have the courage to want to do something to help people achieve something and make an impact. Yeah, when you share your brand values and when you share your story, there's Cody, when you share your brand values and you share your story, you're going to connect with people. Mm -hmm. People will oftentimes align on the values and what you believe in, what you believe is possible, more than just talking about the features. Yep. The features of what you do. He agrees. <laughs> he agrees. I'm so sorry. Cody's like, ready for a snack, mama. Ready for a little walk, mama. So, you know, that's real life, right? Because I work from home and yep. uh, Cody is my companion here. <laughs> He's yep. my coworker. Mine's inside licking his paw that has a raw hot spot on it. Oh, honey. He's ripping the sock off and I'm like, oh, puppy, stop. <laughs> Gosh, I love it. Well, you know what? I will tell you, if if any of your audience wants free resources to get started with branding, I have two on my website. Oh, awesome. So if they go to brandpolishco.com forward slash resources, there are two things, and I'll tell you what order to do them in. 
Okay. The first thing I would do is identify your real ideal client. Okay. And then the second guide is brand messaging made easy. And if you do those two things, you're going to be a lot more clear about what to put out to your audience and who your audience is. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I'll, I'll add it to the description of the podcast and in the blog as well. well amazing. So yeah. Yeah. I would love for them to grab the free guides because that's how a lot of people get started. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I, I didn't start with a niche. I didn't niche down and I regret not because I was afraid I was going to leave people out. And that was my biggest regret because I know that I can still attract other people. I mean, not just by being me, but I need to, I need for my sanity's sake, <laughs> just focus on one group of people. And I'll tell you this, here's a, here's a little secret to know, especially when you're first starting out. A lot of times if you're struggling to find out who is your audience, it's you. <laughs> it, it's well, exactly like you. It's like someone who has come from corporate is now starting their entrepreneurship business or they, you know, have a big goal and they want, like whatever it is, it's a version of you. It's the former version of you that you, before you made the change. Yes. Before you got the results. And now because you've gone through it, you can take them through it much quicker because you know the things that come up along the way, the things that are challenging and how to get from A to B in a quicker way. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you need to write out your story. That's why your story, I tell people, write it out, write out where you are right now, write out why your why, and that's your story. And then say, well, who is that person and how can I help them? Yeah. I love that. And I promise you, you also have a lot of stories that you haven't even thought of or remembered yet. Small little stories that seem insignificant. If you start thinking about stories in your life that actually could resonate and relate with what you're up to now, those are amazing ways to talk about what you do. I mean, I just shared a story of me in, in Tuscany yep. and I related it to branding, mm -hmm. right? So there are stories that you can find that will help people understand what you do better. Yeah. Even the moments, like I started to remember moments, like when I would leave work early in Rochester and go lay on my floor in my house being like, I can't do it anymore. I hate this. I'm so miserable. Like those moments are staring at a wall for two hours going, I am so lost. Like remembering those little moments and the emotion it gave me and realizing there are other people out there yeah. feeling this emotion. You are never the only one. Never. Never. If you say something to people that you are actually scared to say, it's probably the thing you need to say most. Oh. <laughs> and the thing that people need to hear most. Yeah, it's the thing that's going to be most relatable. Yeah. yeah. People are re relate to vulnerability nowadays. They don't want the fake anymore. They don't want the touched up pictures. They don't want the vague beautiful posts on Instagram. They want the raw, authentic, I'm a real po person. And that's who they hire. The person they can relate to as, oh, she's like me. Yeah. They want the real stuff. Yeah. They want the real stuff. And that's the kind of brand you should be creating too, is a real brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's all super inspiring. And honestly, like I will tell you that my vision and the reason why I do what I do is because I believe in empowering entrepreneurs to do work that inspires them. Mm -hmm. I've been through the, the point where I was doing work that didn't inspire me at all. And I know I do my best work when I'm inspired. So that is my vision for the world because I think if, 
inspired people are doing great work, that work can change the world. Oh, yes. <laughs> a version of true joy revolution is being inspired by the work you do. Yes. Well, that's what true joy revolution is all about. If you have a revolution inside yourself to fight to live the life that brings you the most joy, Every time you interact with somebody else and they see your joy, they're going to want it. And it's going to start a, a true joy revolution in the world. Because you only, you might, you never know when somebody sees how happy you are living the life you want to live, they might make changes to make their life. And it doesn't matter if you're a, a coder, a janitor, or whoever, if you are starting to live the life you want to live, it's so contagious. It's so contagious. I love that's why I love you and I love what you do. And I'm so grateful you had me on today. I know. Thank you so much. So where can everybody find you? They can find me at brandpolishco.com or if you want to head over, I'm always hanging out on Instagram and it's at Hillary Hartling. It's one L. So it's H-I-L-A-R-Y-H-A-R-T-L-I-N-G. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. I love chatting with you. <laughs> I love you too, Katerina. Good stuff. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great stuff in the world. Aw, thank you. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next time. Hi, Joyful Lady. Thank you so much for listening to the True Joy Revolution podcast. I want to invite you to join the True Joy Inner Circle, where you'll receive weekly insights, inspiration, and resources right to your inbox. The Inner Circle is where you'll receive VIP access and special discounts to masterclasses, webinars, and new materials, all to help you go from aspiring entrepreneur to thriving entrepreneur. So pop over to truejoyexperience.com forward slash inner circle and join this exclusive society. I look forward to seeing you in there.